Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Come to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo, Summerton, Philadelphia, continuing on a beautiful little bit of a snowy Tuesday morning over here. Yom Shehuchbav the day of the, the double toiv. Double dose of goodness, the first snow of the season, and we continue with the Maharal's work on Hanukkah, near Mitzvah. We began this yesterday. What do we see thus far? Ramchal quoted a medrash based on a series of psukim and Daniel that there are four world empires that we recognize, each of which put the Jewish nation into a different exile. So there's four empires, four exiles, and um, Daniel has a vision in which he sees four beasts arising from the water, from the sea, each beast which represents another one of the four empires. Um, and he also brought a Pasuk uh, and a Medrash that, that finds a source for the four empires and the four exiles, four kingdoms, in the beginning of, of, of the Torah itself. We saw in Barashas Bar Lekim HaShemayim HaShemayim the, the 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 world in the beginning of creation, the dawn of time, is described as Tayu, Vayu, Chayshech, and Tahoim. It's desolate, barren. It's chaotic. It's dark, and there are these watery, murky depths. And the Medrash, quoted by the Maral, says each of these four descriptions is uh, representative of another one of the four empires. The um, Tayu. Desolation, that's Bavel, Bayu, chaos and confusion, that's Paras Madai, that's the Persian Persian Median Empire, Achashverosh, and those who came before and after him. Chayshech, um, darkness, is Golas Yavan, the Greek exile, that's the one that's going to be the Hanukkah one. And the final one, the watery, murky depths, you can't see more than a few feet beneath the surface, and it goes thousands and thousands of feet down to places unknown. That is the current exile that we're in. That's the Malchus, the, Rem- the Roman Empire, the Western world. That's our current exile. So the Maral, we saw yesterday, had an insight. He had a he had a very fascinating insight. He said, if you see that the Torah is already referring to these exiles in the beginning of Bereshus, they're there in describing the world's creation, it would seem that there's something necessary about these four exiles. There's something intrinsic about the four empires that are going to subjugate and oppress us and, and, and the four exiles that they send us into it seems to be like built into the creation of the world itself a necessary part of creation itself and, and that's where we kind of left things hanging the Maral also asked a question that we have not yet resolved the Maral um, established that if there's four of them we keep talking about this number four the Neil sees the vision of four beasts the Medrash tells us about the four empires and exiles that we find referred to in, in, in the opening puzzle of the Torah. There's something also significant about the number four. It's not a coincidence, the fact that there's four empires and exiles. It's not just that's the way things happen to work out. There's obviously something very in, um, significant about the number four itself. And the Mara also left that hang. We're going to have to get back to that. Why? What's so significant about the number four? Why Dafka four exiles and empires? And and um, it is true. The Mara is noting that it's not like that's just incidentally the way things worked out. It happens to be Klaiso went into Gullus four times. It happens to be there's four empires that 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 uh, oppressed us. 
um, is part of Hashem's master plan itself. Part of Hashem's master plan. How do we know it's part of Hashem's master plan that there's going to be these four empires that are going to send us to four different exiles? Because we find it in the beginning of Bereshus. Hashem created the world, and right away, as soon as Hashem creates the world, we have the seeds of the four empires, the seeds of the four exiles. So right away, in the beginning of, of creation, we have the mentioning of the four empires and exiles, the four nations that are going to put us into Galas. That means it's part of Hashem's master plan in creating the world. But what is that? So that's where we left things off. Why is that part of Hashem's master plan? Why does it have to be there in the beginning of creation? And, and why is it necessary altogether? Why do we need Galas? The number four is also the other question that I'll ask. We're not going to get back to that question for a while, but we're going to continue now exploring this this uh, intriguing idea that came up that there's something not just significant, but there's something necessary to the creation of the world itself that is necessitating um, the four malchios, the four kingdoms. So we'll continue over here. We're on um, this is a near mitzvah. Anyone that has a copy out there in WhatsApp land, they're following with page. Design, but the first page of their mitzvah work, the left hand column, and um, Maral says like this Ubirzet, what's the explanation behind this? So here the Maral says, let's get things, let's, let's start to get things moving. It is befitting and appropriate that the four kingdoms should be mentioned and alluded to in the beginning of time, the beginning of creation, in the, in the opening of Pesukim. Why? presenting us with a very deep idea. He's going to develop this idea. He's going to keep developing this idea, but he's giving us the, the beginning of this idea. He presents us with an idea like this. It's impassable, says the Maral, impassable, for Hashem to create a world that's not going to be flawed. It's impossible for the world to not be flawed. Now that's a, that's a, definitely a curveball because we're used to hearing the opposite. Like we, when we learned Derech Hashem in this time slot, we went through Derech Hashem, we know one of the, one of the, big, one of the big ideas there, uh, basics in Derech Hashem, is that it's impossible for Hashem to be flawed. It's impossible for Hashem to, to have flawed behavior. Um, so we're used to associating um, <clears throat> flawlessness with Hashem. Now, Maharal just had an opposite idea. We're going to see how these ideas very much go hand in hand, though. They're not contradictory. In fact, they dovetail with one another. It says the Maharal, when Hashem is creating the universe, when Hashem is creating the Bria, it's impossible for the Rebbeinshem to create a Bria. It's impossible for there to be a Bria, let's put it this way, being produced, which is flawless. The Bria has to be imperfect. The Bria has to have a flaw. Um, let's see. Rak nimse imay chisarn. There's got to be an imperfection in the Bria. There has to be a flaw. That flaw, that imperfection, that, that you know, um, um, defect, that defect that we get in the floor model because this world that we actually create is the floor model, right? They always find something wrong. The floor model, you get it, you get it for cheaper. There's got to be a defect, an imperfection, a flaw in the Bria. What is that? Heimdal Machius. That is the four empires, the four kingdoms. That's the flaw in creation. Now, let's stop and ask a question. 
So, okay, so there's a number of things that we have to understand. Why is it that the Bria, that the universe, creation has to be flawed, has to have an imperfection? Why does that have to be the case? If anything goes against what we always understand, we always understand Hashem is perfect and Hashem is only capable of perfection. Why Why is that now translated into a universe that has to be the opposite? Myra saying the Bria has to be imperfect. And, and if there's going to be a flaw, so, you know, we can find a lot of places for there to be a flaw. There's got to be a, however that, that makes sense, but let's say we accept this 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 uh, argument of the Maral. We accept the, what the Maral is saying, the Maral is telling us there's got to be some kind of imperfection somewhere in the Bria. Um, so we accept that. But why does that have to translate into the empires of Bavel, Paras, Madai, Yavan, the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, the Babylonian Empire? There's going to be something wrong with the Bria. So let it show up in the, you know, it's a little too hot, a little too cold, too much snow, too little snow. Um, you know, the uh, cottage cheese doesn't taste as good in America as it, is, uh, as it does in there, so which is true, right? Cottage cheese is just not as good over here. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the milk is better. Milk is much better in there, just all. And so, milk and honey. Milk and honey, that's right, that's right. Um, so let that be the flaw. Like, let that be the, the, the defect in the Bria is, uh, you know, it's just a, like a little too crowded over here. Right, a little too hot, a little too cold. Why, if, if there is this idea that the bria has to be imperfect, why does that translate into the four empires? That's the flaw. Okay, so these are the the the. Um, no, I, would, I, I, I have an issue with the way he phrases it. He said something's impossible in Hashem. In Hashem, no, he said the, the creation. We're not talking about Hashem right now. The, 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 the Bria... impossible for Hashem to create things on the... I changed the Amelia. It's impossible for there to be a, a Bria that is perfect. I started saying it that way, but I changed it. I changed it. You go back to the seven-minute mark, maybe. Not that it's impossible for Hashem to create a Bria that's perfect. It's more that it's impossible for the Bria to come out perfect. We may get back to the Hashem part also. We may get back there. And, and yes, I agree with you. It's a good question, because even if we'll play around with the wording... But yes, it's a good question. That's like I threw it out. We, we were used to hearing the opposite, like we learned in Derek Hashem. It's impossible for Hashem to be anything but flawless. It's impossible for Hashem to be anything but perfect. It's impossible for Hashem to be imperfect. So how does that now translate to a completely opposite idea that the world that Hashem creates is impossible to be perfect? So let's see. We're within that world. But, so, but we're, we're not right away. But let, let's see. Let's see. And, and so what does that mean? That the world, the universe has to be flawed? And why is that flaw take the form of the four empires. So let's see, Rabbi Yisrael, Lamrzen. Lafi shahamalchi yusa'elu memaitim kvayt Hashem yisbarach ba'olamay. So Maral establishes an idea over here, which is an important foundational idea that we're going to come back to a lot. Says the Maral right off the bat, these empires, what's their purpose? What's their what's their function? What's the, what's the, why are they here? What they, what they, what they, do purpose that they serve is they diminish the honor of heaven they diminish the glory of hashem they're there to take away from hashem's honor they're there to steal hashem's thunder so to speak these empires these malchus are there to take away from hashem that's the flaw Really, when Hashem creates a world, this world, if it's in a state of perfection, if it's in an unflawed state, if it's, you know, free of any defects, it should be entirely under Hashem's rule, entirely under Hashem's authority, 
and it should be in its entirety a reflection of, of Hashem, Hashem's will, and Hashem's authority, and Hashem's existence. Ki Hashem Yisbarach Barakol, Hashem creates everything. If Hashem is the source of everything and the creator of everything, that means anything that Hashem creates should be a perfect sounding board and a perfect medium to show us the glory of the creator. In other words, the Maral is saying, he's, he's assembling ideas over here, he's building one idea on top of the other. Um, what, what does it mean for the world to be in a state of perfection? If the Bria, if the world would be a perfect Bria, then what would happen? What would that look like? That would look like um, every aspect of this universe as a creation is advertising the Creator, is providing glory and honor to the Creator. It, you see clearly the Creator through the creation. And it's in perfect harmony, it's in perfect sync, it's in perfect... Um, Correlation with its creator, and every aspect of this of this universe bespeaks of the creator. It's total, total, total perfection. We can, um, you know, um, just to give a muscle an analogy. Um, <clears throat> you have somebody that you, we give a, a series of analogies over here. But let's do it just like a very, very basic and rough analogy. In terms of a builder, like Hashem is the architect of the of the of the universe. Let's say you have an architect who wants to build a skyscraper, and he's a brilliant master architect. He went to the best architectural schools um, and has a wealth of experience. And knows exactly how to, from A to Z, from Aleph to Tuf, plan out and build. A, a a skyscraper that's down to the you know the last light switch, down to the last um, panel on the on the last elevator. Everything is with total perfection. Okay, so he's a brilliant architect, and everything's going to be done. Uh, he has he has the whole thing worked out. Now you come into this skyscraper, and you see the tiles are a little bit off over here. The, the molding is not quite straight over there. The light switch switches are, are not wired properly over here, and there's a the, 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 you begin to notice little flaws and and problems all over the place, and you wonder, isn't this guy a a uh, brilliant architect, a brilliant designer? What happened over here, right? This is this there's there's an issue over here, and there is an issue, and 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 the the um, perfection that that architect has as a creator is not really being completely advertised by his creation right he may have may have perfection he may have the most brilliant way of doing things but since there's a lot of steps in between uh, he has to have assemble a whole team to to get this off the ground so this product is not advertising the perfection of the creator in such a situation like that there's, there's just too many things in between too many steps you can't be micromanaging the entire thing but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I, I don't really see the brilliance of the architect in his in his structure because of all the little flaws, all the little things that went wrong. So I can't see his brilliance. I, I, I see something that looks nice, but if you look closely, you begin to notice everything that went wrong. Um, that, that's that's a very like a crude muscle comparing the bria to uh, just to a skyscraper. We can we can we can um, develop the muscle a little bit, give a more sophisticated muscle. Again, you can have someone who's a brilliant leader 
a brilliant, a brilliant leader and very dedicated, brilliant, selfless leader. He has uh, an amazing plan to turn his country around, to bring his country to glory, to success, economic um, revitalization. Um, he has an amazing plan. And let's give him, let's give him perfection. He's, he's a perfect leader, and he has a perfect plan, a perfect vision. Now, in all probability, we're not going to see that perfection um, because of everything that's going to go wrong in between, because of the fact that he can't micromanage his country, that he cannot, he cannot uh, be on top of every single thing, uh, uh, every single aspect of his plan. So at the end of the day, he may have a perfect vision for his country, and he may really have every single detail worked out, but this is a country that, you know, this is, there's a problem with crime, there's a problem with vandalism, there's a problem with traffic, there's a problem with, with uh, the economy, and it's an imperfect, imperfect um, society, imperfect country, imperfect nation, and we're, we're, not, we're not able to see the perfection of the leader through the, through the country. It just doesn't get realized according to his perfection. So, says the Maral, coming back to HaKadosh Baruch and the Bria, when the Bria is in a state of perfection, it's the same way, it's the same thing. If the Bria is in a state of perfection, that means I look at the universe that Hashem created, and I see through every aspect, through the, the, the um, state of humanity, the, 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 the state of, of the, the world um, stability, the, the, the state of, of what people are doing and how they're doing it, I see nothing but perfection. I see nothing but the glory of Hashem. I see nothing but godliness. I see nothing but perfection in terms of Hashem's master plan. That's when the Bria is perfect. The Bria in a perfect state means it's a perfect advertisement, and more than advertisement, it's a perfect realization of Hashem's perfection. That's when the Bria is flawless, like that the 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 um, the nation, the empire, the the country that that the perfect leader wants to lead. When the Bria is flawed, is imperfect, that means you look around and you don't see Hashem's perfection at all. You don't see the perfection of the Creator that lies behind the scenes that made this creation. The creation of anything is, is um, advertising something else. It's advertising um, chaos, is advertising all different values than Hashem's values, is advertising... Uh, a, a, a um, lifestyles that are completely the opposite of what Hashem wants, what Hashem believes in Hashem's perfection, that's when the Bria is flawed, okay? So just to get to, to, to internalize these basics, there's a creator with a capital C, that's Hashem, and there's a, his creation with a lowercase c, that's the universe, and the universe was created really to be a vehicle to advertise Hashem's, the perfection of Hashem, of the Creator. That's why Hashem makes a creation when the Bria is flawless, is in a state of perfection. It does that completely, absolutely, with no exceptions. But the Bria, said the Maral, is not capable of being perfect. There's got to be a flaw. There has to be defects in the Bria. He didn't explain yet why. He did not yet explain why. We didn't touch upon yet why. We're accepting that for the time being as a given, that even though Hashem is perfect, what, the, what he creates, the creation itself, is going to be imperfect, it's going to be flawed, and that flaw shows up in the form of the four nations, the four empires, these four empires, and why does it show up, why does that take the form of the flaw? So now we're ready to speak that out, we're ready with all this um, background detail that we've got, so now we can understand why the imperfection shows up in the form of the four empires, let it show up anywhere. If there's going to be an idea that the Bria has to be flawed, so like we said, let it show up in, um, you know, the 
issue with, with uh, national, natural resources, with global warming, let that be where the imperfection is. We haven't had enough snow. Someone was telling me this morning, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New York, Philly, New York, we haven't seen snow in the record amount of time. We haven't seen snow in, in, in um, I don't know, a very long time. 20 months with the number that I heard this morning. So that, that's definitely an imperfection. Let that be the flaw. Let that be the problem with the Bria. Why does it have to be the four empires? The Territz is the idea of the Bria being imperfect. What is an imperfection of the Bria? It's not that it's a little too hot, a little too cold, a little too big, a little too small. The imperfection of the Bria, a little too rocky, not enough coastline. When the Bria is imperfect, what that means is it's not doing its job perfectly. The job of the skyscraper is I should see the master architect behind the scenes. Wow, look how brilliant the, the architect was. The, the job of the, of the countryside is to show me the brilliance of the leader. And when it doesn't show me that there's an imperfection, the imperfection in the Bria is that I don't see Hashem in the Bria. I don't see the, the brilliance, the, the unfathomable um, master design of the master architect of the creator himself in the Bria. And what is preventing me from seeing that is that there are other Here's the big idea for this morning. There are other, so to speak, architects. There are other, other, other architects that are getting involved over here. Other people that have their ideas. Other people that have their agenda. Other entities and empires that have a different idea of what the world is here for. So they're giving their imprints to the Bria. As opposed to the Bria being there just to advertise Hashem and show Hashem's perfection to the world. There are other architects, so to speak, that are trying to push Hashem out of the way, other designers, other planners and builders that come into this world and say, well, we have other visions, we have other plans. Bubble comes in and says, we're going to lead the world Bubbledick, whatever Bubble stands for. We're going to lead it according to the Babylonian ideals. We have Paras and Madai that come in with their ideals. They say, no, we're going to run the world according to how Persian media see things. We have our ideals. We have our vision for the world. Yavan, the Greek empire, coming in, with, with its ideals, its values, the Greek values, we, we have a different way of running the world, and finally, the Gaulus Raimi, the Roman Empire, has their plan. Four different architects are coming in and trying to push Hashem out of the way. That's what it means that the Bria is, A, imperfect, it's flawed, it means it's not fulfilling its job in, in being a total uh, um, sounding board to advertise the presence of Hashem, and that's why this imperfection, if there's got to be a flaw, this has to take on the form this shows up in the four empires because the, the, each one of those empires is taking the world in a different direction and kind of usurping Hashem's um, direction and trying to trying to seize the steering wheel, trying to hijack the Bria from Hashem, the, from the master architect. And they say, you know what, we have our vision, we're going to do things our way. You know, ultimately... That's the breakdown, Going, getting back to our second mushroom. When you have the master leader, a brilliant leader who has a, a country that he wants to lead to perfection, things are going to go wrong because there's people in the way that don't see things the same way he does, that, that can second-guess him, that, that override him, that, that have, that, you know, I, I, I understand these are the commands and the, the, the orders that I got from the top, but, you know, I, I know how to do things better. I'm here on the grand, I know how to do things better. That's ultimately why everything's going to go wrong because they're imposing their plan, their direction, their architecture on top of in place of the orders they're getting from the top. So the, the imperfection, again, the Bria is the fact that the, the, the Bria can be hijacked, taken in different directions, and that's the four empires each going in their different direction. So to say that differently, just to wrap up with one idea to pack it for today, that re- means essentially all the four empires are different ways of steering the universe 
off course, each with their own signature way of doing that. Bubble has their way of steering us off course, one a, a direction which is the wrong one. Parsamada also has that. Yavan has that, and 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 Greek has that. And the Roman Empire has that, and that's ultimately going to bring that, that, us back to the passage we saw yesterday. Toyu, Vayu, Chayshech, and Tahoim represents the four different ways of hijacking the universe. Bubble hijacks the universe through Toyu, through desolation, whatever that means. That's going to be very significant. Parasamada they hijack the universe through their direction, imposing a direction of Vayu, of chaos and confusion. That's Achashverosh, and and his successors and predecessors. Yavan is going to hijack the world through giving it a direction of Chayshech, of darkness. And that's going to be very significant to Hanukkah. And then Edoim is through hijacking the breath through the murky depths, the Tahim. Okay, we still need to understand a few things. The number four, um, as we continue over here, why, why Dafka four empires, why Dafka four different um, flawed directions of, of hijacking, usurping Hashem's um, um, Bria and and um, why indeed is it necessary that the world has to come out flawed we didn't explore that yet so all that and more in Mitzvah Shem will be tomorrow in the meantime everyone should have a wonderful today